fuck, I just got beer all over the pop filter. <laughs> Fucking Christ. I've been gone for two weeks. Not get, like, oh, man, that's a rough start to the podcast. I just got beer. I switched it up. I decided, I had bought or cans this time for beer, and I decided to do a little crack. And um, now I got fucking beer on my pop filter. God damn. I've been off for two weeks. I just want to say one of them was not my fault. And I'll get into it right after the intro. Let's do it. The Honestly Lazy Podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Sick coming back at you with another new episode of the Honestly Lazy Podcast on YouTube and Spotify at the Honestly Lazy Podcast. Tape that shit up, and that shit will pop up anywhere that you listen or watch your podcast. Okay, you can only watch on YouTube, but you can listen to it either like you know Apple, Spotify, and all that good type of shit. Now. I know, I've been gone. I'm sorry about that, but uh, you gotta go... <coughs> oh, fuck. As you can tell, I'm coughing. This is one of the reasons why I didn't upload for one week, but I'll get into it in a sec. Um, if you are a fan of the show, if you've been listening or watching for a while, please just subscribe. I don't know where I'm at. I didn't upload for two fucking weeks. I'm probably down. Let's see what the Honestly Lazy is at right now, ladies and gentlemen. Live. Pre-recorded. On my thing. 65. Wait, what was I at before? Okay, 65. Okay, so we're still at 65. I get it. It's hard to really make it as a podcaster on YouTube because everybody does it. And then you have the big boys like Ryan Long, No Jumper, fucking Full Send, Impulsive, and all these other already big YouTubers are doing podcasts. So for the little guy like me, I'm pretty much fucked, but I'm having fun doing it. And like I say, I'm just trying to get to 100 subs by the end of the fucking year. It's already June. My expectations are getting lower and lower and lower about hitting this goal of 100 subs. But, um, you know, I, I will always try and try and try. Now, the fact that I didn't upload for two weeks is probably a big issue of getting people to subscribe to the channel. Now, let me explain myself of why I was gone for two weeks. Now, I came up with a new system to do this podcast. My system is... <coughs> Fuck! My, oh my god, there's gonna, there's gonna be so much swearing in this because it's like a weird thing of me where I just hack up a lung and then instead of saying excuse me or anything, I just say fuck. So there's gonna be a lot of that. I'm probably already like gonna be um, age restricted on YouTube for how many times I've already said it, but you know, we're just gonna keep rolling with it. Maybe the beer's making me cough. Well, I'm gonna truck on through. Um, I decided to come on up with a new system of doing this podcast because um, just me doing it by myself and shit, it's a lot of work, um, and you know, it's just only me, and I kind of get even sick of myself, listening to myself talk every single week. Now, on top of fact, I record for three nights a week, sometimes even four, to get the podcast out, and um, it takes a lot from me, and my girlfriend really doesn't like how I'm always in the fucking office filming when we should be spending time together. So I decided to take two weeks. So I record, I, I upload two weeks, then I take a week off and keep doing that. So my first week off, I actually was, I, that was just a week off. I said, you know what? I'm going to take a break. Um, you know, it starts draining you and shit, the podcasting type thing, especially when you have no co-hosts and shit, no one to really bounce shit off of. And it's just you talking into a fucking camera. 
it drains you. And I'm not, I'm not complaining about that at all. I don't care. Like, I love doing this. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I would do a morning radio show just by myself if I had to. But it does drain you. And on top of the fact that I don't get paid to do this every day, um, you know, it kind of makes me think, eh, I can take a break from time to time. But uh, my my loyal fans, the people who, like, you know, actually do listen to podcasts and shit, if I don't upload for a week, they actually get fucking mad at me and say, why, what are you doing? I bet you all you're doing is racing. Now, they're not wrong. I usually, on that week off, I, all I do is fucking iRace all week and... Um, drink beer and play guitar and that type of stuff, you know, maybe read a book, you know, a little bit of Dr. Seuss, um, you know, uh, the best MC to ever live, a little bit of Robert Munch, you know, that type of stuff. But, um, I started that. I was like, all right, I'm going to take this week off and I'm going to just chill. And then next week I'll get right back into it. Like I always do. And then... I got very, very, very sick. I mean, very sick. I mean, like, gnarly, like, two years of this fucking COVID shit. And I think I actually got COVID, and this was worse. But I didn't have COVID. It was the weirdest fucking thing. So, let me kind of explain. The first week, it was just going to be my week off. I was going to chill and do some, and just, you know, probably... Which I didn't even get to. Um, I was going to just find old clips of the podcast or post them on social media. Because that's how you kind of got to get the podcast out. That never happened. And then a good buddy of mine, Johnny Mac, decided, let's go see Zach Brown Band in Toronto. Me only knowing like the songs that are on the radio, I was like, that sounds like a good time. Because everything they play on the radio of Zach Brown is fucking amazing. And I, and like, so I went into this concert not knowing a lot of Zach Brown. And I came out not only loving Zach Brown and listening to him all day the next day, but it was the longest show. Their set was three hours long. And I had fun throughout the whole fucking thing. And it's probably the reason why I got sick. Because the bud stage, the bathrooms and shit, holy shit. I went to the bathroom at one point. And, um, it's like sheep to the fucking slaughterhouse, bro. It was like shoulder to shoulder pack. People breathed on you. I'm sure someone coughed on me. I'm probably ashing a cigarette in someone's fucking head and shit. Walking down these stairs because I was in the grass. But, um, everything about the Zach Brown concert just went right for me. I don't know what it was, but this Friday night was definitely worth it. And, um, it was... Um, definitely something I needed to do. It was uh, a rough week at work for you, boy. And I wanted to let off some steam. Let off some steam. And my girlfriend was actually out of town for the night. So I figured, fuck it, let's go to Zach Brown and drink beer. Now, of all the places, he's playing at the Budweiser stage. Which, Budweiser being my favorite beer, it's just a win-win. Now... When it comes to the Budweiser stage, it's a great place. You get to sit outside, sit on grass, you stand in grass, you party, and you have a lot of fun. The bad thing about the Bud stage is that they have king cans there, and I don't know how much I spent. All I know is um, I was not happy with myself 
when rent came up. <laughs> Actually, no, it was it was after rent, but this was like after I paid rent, so my bank account had a gnarly dent in it, and my dumb ass decided to go to Zach Brown and spend a big amount of money just getting drunk. Worth it, obviously. It's always worth getting drunk. Like, getting drunk at a concert. I know those people who are the fucking music goers. I only go for the music and stuff. That's fine. You do you. But I love getting shit-faced at a concert. It just makes everything better. It makes the people around you better. It makes the music sound better. Like, for fuck's sakes, bring Brian Johnson on from ACDC. You probably can't sing anymore. If I'm drunk as fuck, he's going to sound amazing. But, um... I went to Zach Brown Band, and um, first of all, I, I, I drank all fucking day, and then went to Zach Brown Band, where I drank even more than I should have, and let's just say that next day was fucked. I was driving home from my buddy's place, let me crash at his place, um, I was driving home, I had to pull over on a side road and dry heave, and for some reason I felt fucking bad, I didn't even puke, I just dry heave, my gut's like, alright, you did your job, now let's go home it was really weird and um i got home i think i slept until noon my girlfriend was calling me on the car ride home she's like oh my god you slept all day i'm like i fucking drank so much last night you would have been proud and um the big biggest thing about i've never been in such a nice crowd like people wise I was talking to everybody and everybody was funny as fuck. The big, I was known as the cigarette guy. I was giving out darts to fucking everybody and everybody was pretty cool about it. Usually they would, they would uh, take a cigarette from me and then they'd stay and shoot the shit with me for a bit. We had three hours, right? So, you know, you shoot the shit with people. There was, uh, um, you know, breaks in between sets where they just had a big fucking timer come up and it's like, oh yeah, you got 20 minutes and we'll fucking be back. <laughs> and, um. Um, like everyone was shooting shit with me. There was one guy though, the Scottish boy, that was just a fucking tit to me. I didn't like him. I gave him a cigarette just to get away from me, but he just pulled up to me. He's like, you got the smoke. I can't do a Scottish accent, but he's like, you got a smoke? And I was like, what? He's like, you got a smoke? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, give me a cigarette. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, first of all, you don't just say, give me a cigarette. Can I have one? I should have, I should have been like, yeah, fucking five bucks. I'll give you a smoke. He was a big boy though, I think he would have knocked my ass out. And he was like, I'm from Scotland. And I was like, alright, I'm from Canada. He's like, I don't know where you're from, I don't care. Give me a cigarette. So I gave him a cigarette. He just walked off, didn't even fucking talk to me. It's like smoking etiquette. If you're going to steal someone's dart, at least have a little bit of conversation with them. Not just, I'm from Scotland. Thank you for cigarette and fuck off. Just a dick. This other guy I gave a cigarette to though. He was funny, he was from Oakville, and I decided to give him a cigarette, and um, his girlfriend was like three people ahead of us, I remember I could see him trying to hide this cigarette from her, and I was like, alright, well, if it's going to be like that, and you're hiding that cigarette from her, I didn't give it to you, because I am not, like, I have done that before, where I've given a smoke to someone, and they're fucking girlfriend fucking comes over and they yell at me why'd you give him a smoke i just met the guy fucking five minutes ago i didn't know you like he fucking turns into a dick when he smokes cigarettes i don't know i didn't know he starts just swinging punches after he has a smoke it just doesn't make sense it's a cigarette it's one cigarette but whatever they were they shoot 
She was three rows ahead, and he literally said, here's what he said. I said, if I give you this smoke, you cannot tell your girlfriend I gave you this smoke. Because if you're hiding it from her, I don't want to deal with the aftermath. He's like, I wouldn't tell her, because if she found out, she'd probably kick your ass. And that fucking terrifies me. I don't care if the girl is in the skinniest frame. Every girl will beat the shit out of me, because I will not swing back, right? And for fuck's sakes, man, the skinnier they are, the bonier their knuckles are, man, and they fuck you up, alright? Or, you know what, Just or they just slap the shit out of you. I literally mean, they just bitch slapped the fucking piss out of you. And it's, it's not a good time, because you can't hit them back. I mean, we've all seen those videos of the girls, um, hitting guys, and then the guy, like, hit them, like, 40 times. Then the guy hits him once and they're instantly called 911. He assaulted me. You know? Stupid. You shouldn't hit a girl. I'm not saying you should ever hit a girl. But you shouldn't hit a girl. Okay? I'm just saying what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. And um, so, yeah. I did Zach Brown, man. And my plan was to start shooting Monday. I was feeling all right Monday. But usually I take... Sometimes I take Mondays off. Like today I'm recording on Tuesday. Like my first day actually recording. And... um. By Tuesday, I started feeling really fucking weird. Like, like that type of uh, uh, a sickness where you... Like, it, it's just a gnarly-ass head cold. Like, I was hacking up a lung. I was, um, you know, sneezing. But I felt stoned. That's the way I always describe it. Like, those head colds where you're so fucked up that your head doesn't even know what's going on. And you just feel stoned all the time. And I actually got so sick that I actually called into work by t Wednesday, which me as a worker, me as a person, I fucking hate calling into work because that means I lose a day of pay and I like having money. I got shit to do. I got more concerts to go to. So that I was fucking bedridden from Tuesday to Thursday. I went back to work Thursday and I went on Friday. And then Saturday, this past Saturday, I went and actually saw Glorious Sons for the fourth fucking time at Massey Hall. And it was a great time. But I'll get into that a little bit later. What I want to do later on in this episode is rank it. Because I've seen them four times in four different venues. I've seen them the first time at the Phoenix when Young Beauties and Fools came out. I saw them in between... Young Beauties and Fools and while they were making War Against Everything at the Scotiabank Arena. And then I saw him in Kingston at the football stadium. I was at that show. And then I just saw him at Massey Hall. Four different venues. Very different venues, by the way. And I'm going to rank them from best to worst. By the way, none of them were terrible. But there's always going to be a better time you saw them and a worse time you saw them. If I recommend it to anybody, always go see Glorious Sons because they're amazing and they put on one hell of a show. And on top of the fact, if they say they're going to be on at 9 o'clock, those motherfuckers are walking on stage at 9 o'clock. They're never late. And I respect the shit out of that. But that's what I'm going to do later on in the episode. I have a few little things I'm also going to talk about. I really don't have a lot to talk about this week. Um... I keep saying I want to do a live show and shit, and the more I think about it, I really think I'm going to actually start doing live shows. Like, live radio type shows and shit. Just, um, probably not daily. It would turn into a daily thing if I actually start getting a following and shit. But, 
I mean, I used to do live shows on Boys Stick all the time, and the more I keep thinking about doing a live show, the more excited I get. So I'll probably start doing live shows. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it on YouTube or or Twitch, but I know I've said it a lot, but it's really going to start happening. It might even happen this weekend. I don't know. I gotta see what I'm doing Friday. It would probably be Friday night because um, that seems like the only night that makes sense. But you never know. Right after the episode comes out, I might just go live. Fuck it. But um, I'm happy to be back. I can't believe I was fucking sick. It was worth getting sick for that concert, but I hate calling into work. But uh, I'm back. And we're going to keep the show rolling. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep the show rolling. So let's keep it rolling. You know, I really do love TikTok and I like, you know, it's something I can sit on for hours and really enjoy because it once you get the algorithm to a really good spot, it is some of the most entertaining shit you will ever see. I have mine set for like funny cat memes, um, people getting hurt, a lot of people getting hurt, uh, people getting knocked out, um, and just savage, savage jokes, which is right up my alley. But there's been a few, you know, TikTok will have the funny edgy type shit that I like and then it has the stupid fucking TikTok dancers that will block off a whole street and if you honk your horn at them they're like I'm you ruined my fucking TikTok and they'll have people who are really trying to make a difference or I'll have those people that'll have like five parts to a story that's fucking terrible and it ends up being like complete another dog shit and it was totally not worth fucking the whole five parts you could have done it in two seconds um oh and those people are always like Please share the like so you see the part two. Shut the fuck up. Just fuck up. <laughs> Give me the part two. Like, if I have to like just so I can get my part two, you're not getting my like. It's fucking terrible. Like, if there's about to be a street fight, you say like if you want part two. Obviously, I want fucking part two if I want to... Like, if, if a guy's about to get fucking knocked out. But, there was this one guy that was, like, from Vine way back. And now he's on TikTok. And, um... He's a very, very Canadian boy. What I mean by that is he's that simple Canadian type content that, uh, oh geez, uh, Letterkenny created. And when I first saw this guy's content, I thought Letterkenny knockoff. Now I always gave him benefit of doubt. I was like, ah, you know what? I don't think he really was intending to steal Letter Letterkenny's content or anything like that or trying to be Letterkenny. But the similarities, the similarities are much alike. Now, if you don't know Larry Kenny, it's a, it's a show that's on Crave TV that is like small town kids, but they talk. But it's a specific way that they talk that's humorous, and they and they pulled off, and um, you know, it's it's like almost like the next Trailer Park Boys. That's how much people love this. It's had spinoffs. I'm pretty sure I had an animated series for a little bit. Excuse me. It got so big to the point where they actually went on a live tour. In which case, I actually went and saw him. I was a huge fan of Letterkenny. And this guy, I always kind of felt like, okay, you're just trying to be like Letterkenny. With the high-pitched voice and everything. Like the higher tone voice and stuff. I really felt like he was Letterkenny. So, um, I'm just going to show you this. I'll read it because I know there's a lot of people on Spotify that don't actually watch this shit. But I'll just play this for you. This is like a sample of his content. 
And the reason why I actually am showing a sample is because he answered a question where someone said stop ripping off Letterkenny. So I'm just going to give you a sample and um, we'll continue with this, uh, you know, little thing. Oh, for fuck's sake. Absolutely we're goddamn ridiculous. This jizz wizard has worse aim than Helen Keller trying to play Call of Duty. So, I mean, it's really like, it's that basic, like, everybody, if you're trying to do Canadian humor, it's quick. You know, you just get as much, like, clever type shit out before your seven second Vine ends. You know, this is back when Vine was a thing. This was a sample of his Vine. Um, and the most Canadian thick accent that you can do. And even that video right there, I was like, damn, dude, that's, on, that's like a lot like Letterkenny. But in, in the, um, in the comments, so it says, quit ripping off Flair Kenny. And, you know, I guess he got sick of everyone saying he's ripping off Flair Kenny because he actually responded. He said, I started making content like this on Vine in 2013, three years before Flair Kenny even came out. And I can hear the tone in this of him kind of being like, yeah, fuck these guys. Like, you know, I am an OG, Flair Kenny copied me, but... What this guy doesn't know, that I do know, that maybe he was trying to cover up and maybe he didn't think anybody would find out, is that Letterkenny fucking started on YouTube as a YouTube channel called Letterkenny Problems. That is literally right here. And here's a little sample of Letterkenny Problems. So, Friend's barn cat had kittens, so you took one, but fuck is it stunned. Your friends are picking off groundhogs down the side road and they want you to come, but your dad's got the 22 and your gas tank's dry as a fart. So as you can kind of tell from that quick little sample, they do sound a lot alike. So this was the the original Letterkenny thing. It was called Letterkenny Problems and it was on YouTube. And guess, so this guy says, I started making this type of content in 2013, three years before Letterkenny even came out. Well, it's funny because this video came out May 13th, 2013. You dumbass. You just fucking threw yourself underneath the bus for us. Now, I'm not saying he actually stole these guys' content or anything like that. Or he stole their idea or he stole their type of way of making content. I'm not saying that. But I just fucking just shut you right the fuck down with literally just, just this one video where it's, guess what? 2013, Larry Kane was doing the exact same thing, and they were way bigger than you. Right now, this video has 5.9 million views on it, and I mean, this these videos are what got them onto Crave TV and started doing a show that's now very successful. It was because of these YouTube videos that they got to where they are. And it's because of these YouTube videos, I got a feeling a lot of people thought they could do that straight up Canadian type content. Even me, man. I did a TikTok where I told people to stay inside and I caught myself even doing that Canadian thick Letterkenny type accent. So I'm not really trying to throw this guy underneath the bus. I'm not trying to really be like I exposed you. I'm just saying you fucked yourself over when you gave a year. 2013 because anybody who actually watched Larry Kenny from the get-go and knew it was from YouTube knew it came out in 2013 so you really didn't cover your ass if anything you look more like a copycat now than you did before you should have just ignored this fucking comment 
and just kept making your fucking videos because I'm pretty sure can I click I don't know if, oh here we go I'm pretty sure you're doing fine yeah he has 3.8 million followers so it doesn't really matter if you're copying Letterkenny because um you're doing just fine on YouTube but like ugh, I can't I can't even deal with them but I just kind of exposed you and I'm not saying that you stole Larry I'm going to make that 100% clear I'm not saying that you stole from him shouldn't have answered that comment because you literally just fucked yourself because I just showed the world that you and Larry Kane were coming out at the same time and you gang this defensive saying I was doing it three years before Larry Kenny you just threw yourself underneath the bus so sorry dude um Say that you were inspired by Leonard Kenny next time. Say maybe that, yeah, you know, we are kind of alike, but, you know, I do it my own simple way. But don't sit there and try to say, I did it before them because I just fucking proved you wrong. So go fuck yourself, bud. Bah! That was all jokes, though. I just wanted to flip you off. But, um, yeah, proved you wrong. You know what? Just a little go fuck yourself. <laughs> Honestly Lazy Podcast. You know, in the streaming industry, I really don't get too much about it and why people donate so much money like they do to streamers. Now, I get it. If they're good at a video game or something, obviously you want to give them a little bit of money to kind of celebrate their them being good at a video game. I get that. And I get... Well, I get a lot of things that people kind of do. I just don't understand streaming in the big things more than anything. I don't understand... How people can sit there and watch it for so long. Just a guy gaming and gaming and gaming. But I'm guilty for just watching YouTube for hours and hours on end. So I can't really talk. But when it comes to the streaming shit, there's a lot of things I don't really understand. And there's a bunch of shit that I really don't get how it's entertaining. The biggest thing for a long time was um the in real life streamers who would just walk around the streets and just stream non-stop people like ice beside and hampton brandon shit like that i knew people watched like literally a full eight hour stream straight for like five minutes of good content they would watch eight hours and say these guys are fucking hilarious and i never really understood why but i will say this guy has created a different way of doing things which is very 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 entertaining so there's an Aussie creator on TikTok that I have discovered through Creators Flicked that um, actually makes 30k a month by letting viewers wake him up during his TikTok live streams. Now, if you look at his little Jimmy Ray contraption here, I'll try to pull it up. I think I got it somewhere. I, um, I do. If you look at his Jimmy Ray contraption here, it really doesn't look like a good time. Give me one sec. I'm sorry. I'm being unprofessional. It really doesn't look like a good time. Nope. Um, you have him, the man himself, literally, uh, man, this looks really weird. Literally just trying to sleep. You have a big timer behind him. He has a blow-up doll. Well, not, <laughs> not a blow-up doll. But he has a little guy that just pretty much makes his life hell. There's bubbles that go off, a big loud alarm, everything. And he lets people do this, just make his life hell, and he makes 30k a month doing it. Now, 
I respect the fuck out of this more than anything else because there was a time that I would go on YouTube and I'd see these in real life streamers literally just be sleeping, doing absolutely nothing, just rolling around and snoring their asses off, and they would make a couple K doing it. If I looked it up on YouTube right now, actually, which I will, because this is honestly lazy, um, how, uh, most money, or sleep stream. Um, yeah, like, literally, there's, I'm looking at a guy right now, 4 point case, uh, uh, this was streamed two days ago. 4.7k views. And all he did was sleep for an hour and a half. But I don't get it. I've honestly never gotten this type of thing where people sleep. Now, this is why I respect this man. Because at least he's like, I'm not just going to let you donate money while I sleep. And I'm just going to <laughs> do nothing with it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to work for my money. Now, working for your money is literally being tortured all fucking night while you're trying to sleep. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Maybe you can't find a job in the real world, so he figured, fuck it, let people torture me, and uh, maybe I'll be the next Mr. Beast. I mean, Mr. Beast started with just saying PewDiePie a hundred thousand or a million times in a row. Maybe he's just trying to work his way up to that by just starting with these sleep streams. But all I'm saying is, when it comes to the content creating, it's been hit and miss with me. But, I mean, when it came to this guy and what he's doing, I just wanted to quickly talk about it. Um, if you're going to do a sleep stream, this is how you make your money. And he's making 30k a month. And if you would have asked me to do this, personally, for 30k a month, I would have to be single. Because I live with my girlfriend. I'm pretty sure she would not want to be woken up every two seconds because somebody's donating to, let bubbles come hit me in the face and a big loud noise go off and a big clock and a fucking wacky inflatable arm man hitting me in the face pretty sure she won't want to deal with that all night so i'd have to be single would i do it probably not i'd probably just try to be entertaining in a different way via podcast radio show or something like that this guy has the balls to do it and i just gotta say i respect the fuck out of you for doing it that's all i'm saying Alright, so like I said at the beginning of this episode, I was going to talk about the, all four times I've actually seen Glorious Sons, the best Kingston band besides Tragically Hip, and probably one of the best bands to come out of Canada in a very long time. Um, like I said, I've seen them four times in four very different type of environments, and I'm going to give my opinion, you know, to best to worst. So I saw them at the Phoenix in Toronto, Scotiabank in Toronto. Then I saw him at Kingston at the Richmond Stadium. And then I saw him at Massey Hall this past weekend. So I was going to wait till I saw him five times to do this. But I just said, fuck it. Fuck it. Four is like an even type number and everything. Now, just so everybody knows, I'm not like any a reviewer at all. I never have been honestly good at reviews. So, I mean... When it comes to this, this is just kind of me with my personal experiences with Glorious Sons. <laughs> if you're looking for a professional, professional review, I don't know, go on a professional website or something like this. This is honestly lazy. This is your boy Stick just giving his opinions on shit, you know? So, like I said, I'm going to start from the worst and then go to the best show out of all three shows. Now, to really start this off, I honestly got to say this was a big shocker to me why this would be the worst set but i'll go through kind of everything about it 
um, and kind of explain myself as I'm going. I'm not sure how well of a job I'll do, but I'll do my best. So the first, so the worst show, and when I, like, let me stress this enough. When I say worst show, I don't mean it was actually a bad show and it, I, I didn't have fun. Every show I went to was a blast. And I, like I say, no matter where you go see Glorious Sons, it's a good time. This is more set list and vibes type deal. So the first and the worst show I ever saw Glorious Sons was actually in their hometown, Kingston, at the Rickard Stadium. There isn't too many reasons why this is the worst one besides the fact that they just came out with their third album, War Against Everything, which to me, I really felt like was a slower type album to the rock band I actually like loved like you know i loved <laughs> young beauty and fools and i loved um the union like those two to me were like hard rocking you know you go to the show your head banging you're singing every show song you're jumping around you're having just a good old sweet time and and with the third album it came out like two weeks before this show and i didn't really have much time to really listen to it now I really like it was more of like uh, it was more of like on me I really should have like um kind of I don't know I guess I could have I should have just listened to it more before I went but you know life sucks and I got busy and the big thing was about this show is that they played a lot of the new album which doesn't make it um a bad time but it definitely makes it a harder time to enjoy yourself when you don't know every word to every song especially when you know the band and you've seen them so like three times before this or two times before this and you were expecting more heavy more rock and roll and what you get is a more slower type vibe but it is kind of cool seeing glory sons in their small town i recommend if you ever have a chance they come to kinks and go because we went there early in the morning and we made a whole fucking day of it i mean like every bar we went to because like you know kingston's also university town so there's fucking college kids everywhere but um we were going up and down the strip and every bar was glory sons if it wasn't glory sons it was tragically hip everybody was actually very friendly but the big thing is if glory sons is coming to your town or to kingston like i shit you not the service in the restaurants were we're slow not by any means it was because all the waitresses and whatever were <coughs> booked off that day to go see glorious sun so everywhere was literally short staff but it was kind of cool exploring kingston i haven't really explored it a lot and i haven't really done it since i was a kid so it's kind of cool going back and seeing it as an older person and what I mean is it's kind of cool seeing it when you're drunk as fuck and enjoying the environment with everybody else because no matter where you walked it was Glorious Sons fans. Like, literally that day, we were sitting in a bar. Me, my brother, and my buddy David. We were at a bar, just, you know, having some drinks before the show. And this girl comes up to us, and she's like, hey, can I sit with you for a bit? And we're like, yeah, sure, it's all good. And she's like, I'm here for the Glorious Sons concert. Are you guys? I think I was wearing my Glorious Sons, uh, okay, I'm saying Glorious Sons too much. I'm pretty sure I was wearing my, my sweater that was like their merch and i was like yeah we're here for me we're, we're here for them we drove like three hours to see him and she was like oh i have you beat i'm like oh where'd you drive she's like eight hours i'm like fucking eight hours where the fuck are you coming from this girl 
came all the way from Virginia in the States just for a one night, watch Glory's son, sleep in her car and go home. Like dedicated fucking fans. She met him in the States because when they go to the States, it's um, smaller venues. I don't know how it is now. They did just play the Red Rocks. So they were definitely getting bigger there. But when she got to see him, it was at like a fucking bar. The type of experience, which is like the first time I saw him, which was at the Phoenix. Um, that was the type of experience that she got. And that's the type of experience that you got to see these guys when you go see him. But as we go back, as I said, they played a lot of their new album. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm screwing up. So she came all the way from West Virginia. She hung out with us for the whole night. Um, we get to the, we get back to our car cause they just, you parked in a fucking field all day and it was just tailgating everywhere. It was kind of a cool kind of experience to see the tailgating side of things cause I've never really been to a tailgate except for like headed Trent in Peterborough. I've never been to like a concert tailgating type thing. It was cool. I actually got the balls to smoke a little bit of a gagger that night <laughs> and God was looking over me because usually when I smoke a little bit of a gagger when I'm drunk, I instantly puke. And the Lord was just kind of like, I got this. You'll be fine. So, I mean, the environment and the crowd was cool. I mean, it was packed in a fucking football stadium. It was a, <laughs> a different kind of experience. The cool thing that kind of came out of this night, though, is that they actually put that concert on vinyl. And I... I, I don't know why, but I'm <laughs> just kind of like, oh my god, I'm part, I was like in that crowd, that's now on vinyl, and that vinyl's been out for fucking two or three years, and I still haven't bought it, because I'm lazy, but, um, um, I also don't really want to buy it, like I do, I'm, <coughs> excuse me, I'm gonna, but I don't really want to, because the biggest thing, reason why this is where it is which is the worst show even though it was still good was the set list and the set list choice um this show was all over the place like it started with panic attack songs like like starts with like heavy hitters like panic attack wild eyes and white noise um a funny thing happened like mama my poor heart but as the show kept going and going it would have its really highs, and then it'd just be fucking down, like crash, like literally slow song, slow song, like, like prime example is the Union in the encore, so Union, if you don't know that song, is a very fucking hype song, makes you dance, <laughs> make, excuse me, I keep coughing, makes you fucking jam out and shit, and literally... They did that, and then they did Shapeless Art, Pink Motel, and Amigos, which are all piano songs, and they're slow as fuck. You cannot put that hype of a song, and that was the worst part. Like, this, like, for the encore, it was all slow songs. That was the most hype song, and it was all slow. Still had a great time, and still met a lot of people, and had a good time in the crowd, but actually enjoying the show... For a hometown show, I expect, like, all-out fucking rock and roll music. Let's send it. Let's have some fun. And I really felt like they were just trying to feel out the new the new album with in, in a set. And it honestly didn't work out for them. And it sucks because 
It was my first time seeing him in Kingston. But when they go back, <coughs> they've been back a couple times, but I haven't been able to go see him. When they come back, I'll definitely go see him again and give him another shot. I'm hoping my fifth time seeing him is back in Kingston, but you never know. I mean, they are going to Muskoka. I'd love to see him there. I would love to see him in so many different type of venues. I'd love to see him in the States. I'd love to see him at the Red Rocks. I'd fucking fly to London. They open up for the Rolling Stones. I'd fly out there to see them and then see the Rolling Stones. They even open up for the, for the Rolling Stones when the Rolling Stones came to Barry. So, you know, there's different type of ways I really want to see him. But pretty much I've seen him as the headliner every single time. Which is, it's good. So moving on, and I mean, this was hard. Literally, I, I knew Kingston was going to be the last, the, um, like, like last. But between these, the next three, it was a real challenge to really pick because I had a good time in all of them. But the main thing is, like, when it comes to these, is the set list, mostly, honestly. Like it, <coughs> and, um, Massey Hall isn't the 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 next one now nothing i'm not saying anything bad about this this show i had a blast and this is the only show i went to where i was fucking sober and i had an amazing time my girlfriend really did treat me out and really like you know made a good night for me with my favorite band and um the only problem with this is the reason why it's third is just because some of the songs you know um, like Pink Motel back in there. Um, they played their newest songs, like Hold Steady and Daylight. Ah, not really, not really my thing. Not really, like, it's literally those little things that <laughs> will change everything for me. Now, Massey Hall itself, since they did the upgrade to it, is fucking amazing. And I was in the pit, and they just posted today, actually, um, the crowd, that, that the show I was at. And they were singing Sawed Off Shotgun. And you can see me in the crowd. I was that close to them. But when it comes to the pit itself, no matter where you are in the pit, you can see the stage perfectly. Nobody's blocking your view. There was a few weird things about this show. Well, not really. The biggest weird thing was the crowd itself. Um, I didn't notice anything really, but my girlfriend said there was some people next to her that were... I guess being bitches. And she was worried they were going to judge her if she didn't know, like, if she didn't sing every word to every song and shit. <coughs> Excuse me. Which is fine. I get it. And she didn't really sing, but she still had a good time. And I met a couple people who were saying that the crowd was really not to their liking either. They were not respecting their personal space and stuff, which to me, okay, personal space, but you are in a general mission show. But, you know, to each their own. And I mean, I've been in general mission before where I had space to do my thing. The people that were around me were good. A girl kept hitting me in the back with a purse. I can't count how many times she said sorry to me. Um, there was a guy, a guy, like somebody decided to crowd surf. Wasn't a big fan of that. Um, because like when it comes to crowd surfing, it has to be more than one motherfucker doing it. If you're the only person... It's kind of lame. And they tried. Maybe they were trying to start a trend or something. It didn't work out. I watched a girl literally get hit in the back of the head with her shoe. And um, they came towards me. And I was like. Ugh. I was I was being lazy. I, don't, I 
they luckily she didn't like I didn't have to actually lift her up and keep her moving. I was just kind of like, yeah, no. She she was put down before I got there. Someone actually hopped on stage and started ducking security. That was really funny to watch. And even Glorious Sons themselves were watching. The cool thing about the Massey Hall show was like my girlfriend didn't really like it, but they were mixing songs in. So like for the union, they put in Thorough Good, like Who Do You Love? Um you know, the big thing with Glory Sons that a lot of people who, like, don't really get is that they they will stretch out songs, which is, like, to me, I love it. But to some, it's like, okay, the song needs to fucking end. There's a few times, even at this show, where I was like, okay, this song can fucking end now, and they kept going. But, um, um, <coughs> Um, yeah, like, the cool thing was Brett with the harmonica. He actually tossed his harmonica into the crowd, gave it to a little girl. And I was very fucking jealous because I wanted that harmonica. I wanted Brett to sign it. But, fuck, a little girl got in. I can't, can't fucking steal from a little girl. I get beat, I get the shit kicked out of me by everybody in the crowd. But, where other shows during COVID, you know, the, <laughs> this is funny to think about. When I've seen other shows, I've been to a few. They don't even get off the stage because of the COVID protocols and shit. Brett literally hopped right into the crowd, was shaking people's hands and shit. Just like, zero fucks given about COVID. And he even said, like, I will never take advantage of this again. I, like, you know, almost like he was like, I'm sorry. You know, maybe. For the past things, I don't know what he's really done, but he said sorry. And, um, um, you know. There was a bunch of cool, like, there was people in the crowd with their shirts, just, you know, swinging them in the air. People showing off their guts and shit. I was wearing, a, like, this, I posted on my story a very tacky fucking button-up like this that I'm wearing right now. In shorts, and I was worried. I was like, man, I'm going to get judged so fucking hard. And then, when I left, I was like, that was the best fucking call I could have ever done, man. I've never been able to breathe so well. In my clothes at a show, so I'm gonna keep rocking this shit to every show because honestly, I don't really care what people think. And if it's gonna keep me comfortable, then why the hell would I not, you know, just wear it? I'm comfortable. Leave me alone. <laughs> but um for the Massey Hall show, I, I I can't believe it. It is here, but you know, what can you do? I'm moving my camera around while I'm doing this. I love this. Um, it's third, still an amazing show, and if they come back to Massey Hall, I'm definitely seeing them again, because, like I said, you gotta see Glorious Sons in the small venues before you see them in the big ones, which is really ironic, because number two is the Scotiabank Arena. Now, the only reason this beat Massey Hall was the set list. That's the only reason why Scotiabank actually meet, beat it. Because this show was non-stop bangers. Same, same type of issue. Some songs they did drag out a bit too long and stuff. But it was the it was hype. It was just non-stop jamming. There was a couple. They knew when to slow it down. But mostly this whole show was just singing, screaming, partying. Like, we had a nice hotel. We always do hotels for Glorious Sons. We had a nice hotel. Um, we made such a good night out of it. 
And it was the first time my buddy David actually saw Glorious Sons. And I remember, so they opened up with White Noise, and then they went to Sawed Off Shotgun. And after Sawed Off Shotgun, David was like, already like, oh my god, this is amazing. My brother's like, dude, that's only two songs. And I mean, the beginning of this set list, just fucking bangers. White Noise, Sawed Off Shotgun, Godless, Graceless, and Young, The Union, Mama, Poor Heart, Josie, So Much Love to Give. Like, eight songs right there. I forget My Baby Come Back. I don't really remember that one. Shapeless Art. Something on a Sunday. See, Something on a Sunday, everybody loves because it's about God doing cocaine and shit. But I'm not a big fan of that song. The big song, I remember this, was heavy. They dragged that song out way too fucking long. But what can you do? Ruby. One of my favorite songs. I love Ruby. Everything's alright. And into the encore, if there was one song I ever wanted to see live by Glorious Sons, it was Gordy. Because Gordy was the song that introduced me to Glorious Sons. When Gordy Downey got brain cancer from Tragically Hip, the radio stations played Gordy on the radio for a tribute to Gordy Downey himself. And that's what got me introduced to it. And I realized, fuck, they won't play the song a lot, especially because Gordy Downey passed away. I figured they would play it at the Phoenix... But they never did. And that was the year Gord Downey actually did pass away. But luckily I got to hear One Church Town. Which is another one that they only play live. That I absolutely love. But right afterwards. They did Gordy. They did a few other things. They did Gimmage. That, like this was the tour where they first did the cover. Uh, no. Maybe it wasn't. But this was a show where I first heard Gimme Shelter. Or was it the Phoenix? I think it was actually the Phoenix. It was the Phoenix. So the first time, this is the second time I heard Gimme Shelter. So I expected everything that was going to happen. But um, the, the reason why this is number two was the set list. The crowd was awesome. Met some new people. Had a good crowd around me. Actually, a guy in this crowd, I was smoking a cigarette. And he saved me from getting kicked out from security. Also, it was kind of cool sitting, like, being where the Leafs actually play. We were on the ice. Obviously, they had tarps over it, or we'd be eating shit, or, like, mats. That was kind of a cool experience, being on the floor, where the Leafs play their hockey, and where um, the Raptors play NBA. But the crowd was great. I had a lot of fun. And it's definitely number two. But number one. By the way, I keep... Okay, I gotta say... Two, I, I screwed, I forgot to say this part for everything. Um, for openers, it goes, I I miss the beaches because I'm not a fan of their music for the Scotiabank, but J.J. Wilder and Grandson. So I saw J.J. Wilder at their last show at Massey Hall. She opened for him. Next, Learen, I'm telling you, she is fucking amazing. She can sing and she can like fucking rock. So... Good for J.J. Wilder. I hope she really is the next Lee because I think she she is amazing. Not only is she good looking, but she can fucking sing and rock. And, oh, she can get that crowd going. She had me going. I only knew like three songs from her in that whole set. I was like, oh my god, I'm having so much fun. And Grandson. So, Grandson, number one, the Phoenix. Grandson opened up for him. This... This was the craziest thing about the grandson thing. Grandson opened up for him. They said we're from Toronto, Ontario. We do lost in the States and stuff. I went out. I shook the grandson's lead singer. I shook his hand. 
And I was like, yo, man, you're like Rage Against the Machine, like mixed with USS. Like, this is sick. I was like, man, I really hope you guys make it because your sound is fucking too unique. And he said, thank you. The next day, me and my brother fucking coming home from that show, hung over as all fuck. Like, I'm trying not to throw up on the side of the highway. The Edge played Grandson said, these guys opened up for Glory Sons last night. This is our first time playing them. Grandson. It was a cool experience. Like, damn, we fucking witnessed that shit. But the Phoenix was their shortest show. It's 18 songs. But the set list, the crowd, shoulder to shoulder, amazing. This was the show that I wish everybody that I dragged to concert, the Glorious Sons afterwards, I wish they all came to this show. This <laughs> was the perfect show. No big flashy stage. They don't do that a lot anyways, but no big flashy stage. Just five guys out on stage drinking beer and rocking the fucking night away. I'm, like they Every song was a banger. And the only reason why this is number one, it's because all they had was Shapeless Arts, Young Beauty and Fools, and The Union. And those three albums, I loved every single one. Like... On repeat, I can listen to those albums non-stop. And no matter what they were playing, I knew every word to it. That's why this is number one. But the crowd was insane except for one Karen that tried to get my brother kicked out. Because we were jamming out to Grandson. And she told us to stop jumping. Even though Grandson just told us to. We were, we were jumping. She shoved us both and said, stop fucking jumping in general mission. So my brother flipped her off and kept jamming and she went straight to security and tried to kick her out. Luckily, this is the funniest part. We had a like a nice older like 50-year-old woman who was just a glorious Suns fan and she saved my brother's ass from getting kicked out from that show. But he still got kicked out later cuz he was fucking way too drunk. Both of us were. That was that was the first outing where it was just me and my brother in Toronto. And we didn't do too many after before I shut him down because we were fucked. We got way too crazy. But um, this set list alone. White Noise, Sawed Off Shotgun, My Poor Heart, So Much Love to Give, Mama, The Union, I Want You, Shapeless Art, Something on Sunday, Godless, Graceless, and Young, Praise You, Fat Boy Slim Cover, I don't remember that. Hide My Love, Ruby, Everything's Alright, Come Down, Give Me Shelter, Kill Lights, and Amigos. Fucking, that's how you got to see the Glory Sons. That set list right there will make you fall in love with them if you love rock and roll music, and that's why I love it. Now a lot of people are like, oh, but they didn't play Lightning and shit. Fuck Lightning and fuck Heavy, fuck all those songs. These are the rocking songs, and these are the songs that keep you hyped. And you never want the show to end. And that is why the Phoenix was the best show. Crowd, everything. I mean, the Phoenix was just a funny night. We literally were trying to go in. And there was this older guy fucking trying to get in. And he was falling over drunk. So we told him to say that we're his kids and this is his birthday. When my brother got kicked out later, he ran into the dad. Or who we call dad. And... Yeah, he apparently he was so drunk he didn't even know where he was. But um, this isn't the best review, I know. But this is my personal opinion of all the shows. Best to worst. 
and worse is still an amazing show. I hope this will help you reconsider seeing Glorious Sons. If it didn't, at least you listened to me talk about it for about fucking, I don't know, 25 minutes. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for this week of the Honestly Lazy Podcast with your host, me, Mr. Boy Stick. Just back at it, doing dumb shit, you know. Back after the two-week hiatus. One week was not my fault. Feels good to be back. If you like this shit, leave a like. Subscribe. Follow me on social media. Keep me in the loop, you know. I can keep you in the loop. I'll start posting on Twitter. I'll type whatever's on my fucking brain. I'll just type it out for all you good folks, you know. I'll do whatever. I just, I, I'm just happy to be back. I've been itching to get behind this fucking microphone again. I will really try to get back onto this for next week. Um, if there's shit to talk about, I hope there is. Right now, this was just a quick episode. I honestly didn't know what I was going to talk about, but we got through it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. You know, I'll let you know when I'm going live, and um, I'll see you then. I'll see you next time, guys. I'm sweating fucking balls in this office, man. I got no fans or anything. It's hot hot as shit. I'm sweating my balls off for you guys to make entertaining content. I'm going to go and uh, be cool, I guess. I'm going to go sit by a fan and enjoy the rest of my week. I hope you guys have a good weekend. And yeah, I'll see you next week. Honestly Lazy Podcast.